Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts. Tom Stevens. I, I always tell people, I just hope they see a guy that loves what he does. Jake Bakoven. I didn't get any stupider, I know that. Uh, I had never been very smart. Tom and Buck starts now. Welcome in, hour number three of Tom and Bach. Scott Frost spoke to the media today. We'll get to some of the bites, uh, some of the big news. Deontay Williams will be out this week, as we kind of thought would be the case. Fell awkwardly as he intercepted a pass in the Minnesota in the Minnesota game. Uh, so you kind of thought that that might be coming. Frost, I think, said after the game that it would be a few weeks probably, uh, and it's going to be at least this week that he'll miss the Purdue game. Um, some of the things that he went through, uh, how much of a jump on – Purdue did the coaching staff get Scott Frost yeah as a staff we got uh, a lot of time to watch them obviously then we watched uh, the Wisconsin game um, yesterday uh, several times and uh, it helps um, thought the guys had more of a spring in their step again um, you know they were they were a little worn down and tired that's natural with eight straight weeks and starting a week early um, so I, I think it was good for our guys just to get refreshed how are you feeling after the bye week refreshed um, you know, got some got some rest. Uh, excited to get back after it. Uh, talked about Deontay Williams. This is Scott Frost talking about. Uh, will the secondary hold up against Purdue? Yeah, um, you know, Deontay will be back this season. I don't know when. Um, you know, you, you always want to have everybody up when you're playing a team like this. They, they're going to throw a lot of stuff at you. You have to be ready. You have to be disciplined. And they got. Uh, some good players everywhere, but definitely a receiver that can beat you. Uh, so we got to have eyes on him and um, got to cover well and, and try to get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, I think Purdue would have had a good chance uh, Saturday. I think they turned it over five times. Uh, it's hard to win that way. Um, so I, I don't expect that uh, we'll get that same effort from them. Expect them to come in ready to go and uh, another good Big Ten team that'll be a battle. We've had a conversation about, as we seem to every week, red zone offense. This is Scott Frost talking about it. Um, you know, I, I think you just got to be able to run base stuff and get it in. You have to be able to block. Just speaking for us, I can't speak for everybody. Um, our, our basic stuff has to be a little better so we get more yards on just our basic stuff. It just means we need to block a little better, run a little better. Um, you always go into game with some schemes to try to scheme something into the end zone. Obviously, there was a nine-overtime game in the league. I don't think you ever have enough for something like that. Um, but you, you, can't, you can't have 20 of those or you're wasting a lot of time practicing on that. So I, I think really it comes down to just uh, being efficient in what you do and, and being a little better at it. There's good defenses in the league, though. I mean, Here's Scott Frost talking about uh, trying to get the team 
where they think it can be. Yes, and I think that's pretty accurate. Um, you, you know, human beings are habitual, and uh, when you're used to winning, I think winning comes a little easier. When you're not there yet, I think it's a little harder, and maybe you're waiting on it to happen instead of making it happen. And um, I do think that that little bit of extra confidence or just knowing it's going to happen rather than hoping um, could probably take us the next step. So um, we're trying to be as psychological with the guys as we can, but uh, they believe how good a team they are. Uh, now it's just a matter of making the play when it counts and when it matters the most. Scott Frost here, uh, encouraging to see that the record so far this season at three and five isn't affecting recruiting. Yeah, that's that's encouraging. Um, you know, we beat ourselves up pretty bad. We we've come up, you know, just an inch short too many times. Um, but you know, if, if, when I look at it, the the progress is obvious. The, the team's playing hard. We're playing more physical. We're bigger, faster, stronger. Um, there's some areas we need to fix. Uh, but I, I think people are recognizing the, the type of team we have and the level we're playing at, and it's up it's up to us to make the the plays when it counts to get it over the hump. How is Adrian coming through the bye week? He's good. He's gonna be a hundred percent. He he's been dealing with quite a bit of stuff and fighting through stuff, and he's a warrior for doing it. Um, he'll be a full go. Obviously, Purdue did not win this week. Uh, Thirty to thirteen losers to Wisconsin, but they did beat Iowa. How impressed were you with that victory over Iowa? Yeah, I, there's a lot of good teams in the league, and I think any week, any team can win. It usually comes down to a few plays here and there. Um, Purdue made the plays in that game, for sure. Uh, Bell made a lot of those plays. Um, and the, everything just kind of went the right way for them that day. Uh, they played a heck of a game. Um, yeah, we got to expect that Purdue team to come in here. Anything stand out so far from Scott Frost? Uh, you know, it, it's uh, a lot of it's a uh, pretty good talk. I, I, I was a little surprised that he said that you'd be wasting a lot of practice time if you had twenty plays uh, or twenty plays, you know, for the red zone. You know, it just seems like that's such a problem for them over the years that you really got to focus in on some of those things. Uh, so I don't know if that would be wasting practice time, but you know, you get what he's saying. There's a lot else to be done there. It's just. Um, you know, I for that to be such a struggle for them, I would think that you would, I would almost <laughs> right. designate a whole practice for it. Right. Well, and the thing that frustrates me about the red zone is we've had an well, we've had eight games so far, right? Have we seen one trick play? Uh, maybe in the red zone, you saw it against you know Penn State. You use it over the uh, in the Illinois overtime, and it would have worked if they just had a decent throw. There have been opportunities against Oklahoma, against Michigan State, against Michigan in the red zone to use something that you haven't shown before. And we haven't seen a ton of that. Right. There was some good play calling going on in that Michigan game, especially some plays I hadn't seen, but not a gadget play that I think might be useful. Maybe they're still saving it. <laughs> but <laughs> at this point, I might think about using it. Uh, yeah. This is Scott Frost talking about getting Thomas Fedoni involved in the offense. Yeah, I'm really excited about Thomas. He's still shaking a little bit of rust off. Um, he's missed a lot of reps and some of the stuff we're doing when he's ready to play and uh, gives us as good or better chance to win as the other guys, he'll be out there. So uh, he's got a really bright future, and we'll see how quick that comes. It is kind of incredible that he's been able to come back this fast, and now they've got four games to go. He could theoretically play in all of them, but uh, I wouldn't expect to see him much more than two. Yeah, I mean, and the, the problem for him is just they're, they're really good in front of him on the depth chart. So, you know, you'd, you, you know you're know you talking about spot playing him I- anyway. 
know, coming off the injury, it, it might not hurt if it, if the game's, you know, just to get him a rep or two. Yeah. But uh, Austin Allen and Travis Vokalek at this point, you would think would be giving your, your best yeah. chance to win or, you know, even just that play, win that yeah. play, win that battle. Uh, Scott Frost talked uh, last week, I believe, that they hadn't been out on the road recruiting since December of 2020. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, here he is talking about getting back out on the road. Yeah, it's great. How many days did you say it was? 620 days. 620 days. Um, all the coaches hit the road. I went to high school in a game. Um, the response was awesome. I was just talking to Barrett Root about this morning, and uh, he's stuck mostly local during recruiting, but the response they got from coaches and administrators and students um, – I think people are enjoying watching this team. I think they're proud of this team. Um, we got to get it over the hump, but I was really encouraged to hear the, the response and reaction that coaches said they got on the road and um, really tough recruiting without being able to go out and evaluate and go out and, and get in front of coaches and, and get into high school. So uh, we needed this, and um, it's a good first step. Here's Scott Frost uh, talking about the new overtime rules. So of course, we saw a record overtime the longest game in college football history this past weekend with illinois beating penn state 20 to 18 this is scott frost on the new overtime rules uh it made for an interesting game um i had anxiety watching that game you know (laughs) you'd run out of things to call um they both uh both good teams and uh somebody had to win and somebody had to lose uh you know they're trying to shorten a game and they got a nine overtime game but uh, that's the rules. You know, um, it was good for us as a coaching staff to see that just to, to make sure we can be ready for it. A couple more here. Uh, Frost talking about George Karloftis, Kalar- Kar- uh, uh, the Purdue defensive end, maybe one of the best defensive ends in college football, probably going to leave after this year and join the NFL draft, and he'll be a top-10 pick. This is Frost talking about George Karloftis. He's a good player. He's one of the better players that we've played. Um, I think he's got good guys around him, too. Um, across the board, I think they're good pass rushers. Really impressed with their Sam linebacker, number six. Um, they're a good defense. They've, they've really uh, become a, one of the better defenses in the league, in my opinion, watching them on tape. Uh, you got to know where Karloftis is all the time uh, and account for him, and uh, we got to battle and do the best we can. All right. Um, anything stand out there? Uh, well, I mean, it is, you know, there, there's, I, I think that, that Purdue defense is, needs a little bit of respect. I think sometimes it's get lost. I mean, um, that, that's kind of been the, the big surge for them. And I know taking down Iowa's offense or limiting them to seven uh, might not impress you too much because Iowa's offense isn't all that good, but it's been season long. And so, you know, Wisconsin scoring 30 on them without passing the ball too much, maybe it sounds like Nebraska should be able to put some points up on them. But I think it's going to be a tough. And like you mentioned, anytime there's a first-round guy out there, he's – especially in college football, he's, you know, well, with most teams, he's going to be yeah. the one, you know, there's not, so you scheme for him to move all around the field and see who's going to, you know, have to block him a majority of the time. And, and you know, Frost talks about their other pass rushers, you know, that offensive line is going to have a battle this week. Uh, Adrian Martinez here, moving on to Adrian. Of course, he was banged up in that game versus Iowa. Didn't run much at all. I think he went into that game pretty banged up. Now he's had a bye week. Uh, he's had a week to recover. You're going to be able to play. Um, in my mind, I knew I was always going to play Saturday. Okay. Well, was he going to play obviously last Saturday against Minnesota, but apparently it was closer than we thought on that opposing coaches, uh, speaking with him after the game, we know that (laughs) PJ Fleck, uh, spoke in his ear and we wondered what he might've said. This is Adrian. Yeah. Generalizing it. It's, 
it's about respect and about uh, an appreciation for toughness and some of the things I've been through here and, and I've battled through, which I genuinely appreciate. And uh, it's always a good thing to get that sort of recognition and appreciation. Um, now, some of those things came after we lost the game and, you know, maybe they're just being nice. You know, I, it is what it is. I, I really don't put too much into it, but it is nice to hear from opposing coaches that they respect my game. Nevertheless, I would like to PJ Fleck to stop whispering in our quarterback's ear. <laughs> That's got to come to a halt, right? He can't yeah, that, that guy. Anymore. I think he's still trying to recruit Adrian, no matter what <laughs> anybody says. Uh, Adrian Martinez, uh, less margin for error in the Big Ten. He says part of that's a style of play. Um, I, I do believe that the the level of play is really high in the Big Ten, and on top of that, uh, a lot of teams play. Um, you know, they have the ball for a long time, the time of possession, so your possessions are cut down. You have to make those plays, those possessions count. Uh, so that extends to the red zone and making those opportunities you get to score count and, and get points out of them. Okay, Adrian there. Uh, learning learning how to run and avoid big hits in the Big Ten. It's about being a little smarter, knowing when to maybe take some of those big hits off. Um, and that's just Maybe it's with experience and, and just realizing it's a long season and knowing that I have to be a factor in the run game and I can't afford to miss games for my team. So little things, maybe that's getting down a little early. Maybe it's finding a way to avoid those big hits from, from some of the guys in the Big Ten. Uh, Adrian Martinez talking here. Uh, have you and the team talked about a bowl game? Um, no, I don't think we're in a position to do that personally. Um, we can't afford to have any attention on anything else besides Purdue. We need this win, and ultimately, if we want to go to a bowl game, we need to beat Purdue. So simple as that for us, all attention on Purdue. Maybe a couple more here. Adrian Martinez, thoughts on maybe being the last four games of your college career? Uh, not necessarily. Um, you know, I might use a little bit of that to – even increase the sense of urgency. You know, I, like I alluded to earlier, it's really important to emphasize that with our team, with myself. Um, now, I'm not necessarily thinking about the bigger picture and what that could all mean, whatever it is. The focus has to be on this week. But, yeah, you know, hey, what if it's, – it's sort of football. You know, you never know when it's your last snap, your last game. So taking that approach, a little bit of that as well um, – just having that sense of urgency and, and really appreciation for where I'm at and making sure to enjoy the moment. I think we had Scott Frost talking about Nebraska's lack of success uh, in the red zone. This is Adrian Martinez talking about how to be successful uh, in the red zone. Part of that's awareness. Like you said, the field shrinks, so each play matters that much more. You have to execute and be really precise on the details. Um, there's less room for error already uh, in the Big Ten. So in the red zone, that, that margin for error is even smaller. Um, so just really have to be dialed in and, and execute. So there you go. Uh, it has some other comments that we might get to later tomorrow, perhaps. But uh, Adrian is always good. It's always enlightening to hear from him. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, not really looking at the big picture, really focused on this week. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what you want to hear. But it is, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to believe that there aren't discussions here and there about bowl games or, you know, your, your final seasons or whatever. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe maybe he's not thinking of the final season because he's coming back. Maybe, that, maybe he's like, what are you talking about? Well, quite honestly, I don't know that I want them talking about a bowl game. 
Uh, right now, no, no, not in this position. They're not in any position to talk about a bowl game. Uh, beat Purdue, and then, uh, you know, we'll talk. Um, and then you're probably not going to beat Ohio State, play well in that game, then go beat Wisconsin, and then we'll really talk. Uh, but, but I know Ohio State is what they are, but, I mean, that week when it comes, you're, n- you're not just going to say, well, this probably isn't going to happen. Yeah. You know, upsets happen left and right. You don't expect Kansas to hang with Oklahoma. I know Ohio yeah. State's looked more dominant than some of those teams in the last couple of weeks, but, you know, this is a team that, you know, a lot of these games are close. That Ohio State game could be close. They have three out of, you know, and it's at home. Three out of these four games are at home, and you, all you have to do is win three of them to get to the bowl game. And, again, they're not talking about the bowl game because maybe that's been, you know, I don't think so, but maybe it's been something that's been more focused on going into the Minnesota week where they didn't pay enough attention to Minnesota and were kind of thinking of bigger picture stuff because they were favored. I mean, it's been a problem for this team when they're favored or it looks like, the, the you know, they can, um, you know, win these games. They can't roll their helmet out there and win it. So the Purdue game, you wouldn't think there's any sort of possibility of that because they have to win these yeah, games. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm still mystified a little bit that they're a seven-point favorite in that game. Yeah. Purdue's um, really beat up, I think, yeah, is the is the That's the, the big part there. of it. Um, Wisconsin was definitely the better team. And Wisconsin uh, was going to be a challenge anyway, but you're seeing it already. Wisconsin's a three-point favorite to beat Iowa, a top-ten team this weekend. I think Purdue has one. DP was uh, tweeting out some of the Brum stuff earlier. I think they have one scholarship running back. Not that they use the running game much yeah. anyways. They, but. They, they, they have the worst running game maybe in the nation. Yeah. They, they give up on it, and they don't even use it half uh, the time. They, it's just terrible. Um, number nine, volleyball team. Nebraska volleyball team. Boy, have they gotten better since the beginning of the season when they lost games to you know teams like Louisville and Stanford. They are playing really good volleyball right now. Have not lost a set, I don't think, over the last four games, I want to say, well, up until Saturday night. Uh, and then they lost the first set against Purdue. Uh, number seven, Purdue. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, no, um, maybe uh, now that you're playing the better competition, similar to earlier in the year, you're, that really was a mirage to some degree. I mean, that crept in my mind. And then they, they win the next three. And Nebraska Volleyball, still atop of the Big Ten standings, have yet to lose a match in the Big Ten. Playing great, great volleyball. And we'll find out what they're really made of this Wednesday when they play number one or number three, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin 17-1 and one, and has just lost one match in the Big Ten. But we'll talk some Husker volleyball uh, with Tanya Taki, and we'll do that. Former Husker volleyball great coming up next on Tom and Bach. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.